Good morning. It's Wednesday, June the 28th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today at the feet of Jesus together, consecrating ourselves, praying for each other as we come. Wake up, sleepers, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is called Halftime with the Apostle Paul. And our text is Romans chapter 11, verses 17 to 24. Hear now the word of the Lord. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say, then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? The word of the Lord. Now consider this. I've never seen it this way before, but I may be on to something for once. Paul is turning the 11th chapter of Romans into a full-fledged pep rally. Today, it is going to be a straightaway halftime talk with the team. Throughout the whole letter, Paul has worked to forge a one-team mentality 
between what heretofore had been understood as two teams, the Jews and the Gentiles. Remember, one of the main things Paul is trying to do in all his letters is to solve the particular problems these fledgling churches were facing. This matter of the Jews and the Gentiles was one of the most pressing and pervasive problems across all the churches. These communities were rife with prejudices, power dynamics, and petty infighting. Like Jesus, Paul knew a house divided could not stand, so his first and last order of business was to bring communities to the level ground of the cross of Jesus, where the Holy Spirit could raise them into demonstration plots of resurrection power. Throughout the letter, we get the sense of two opposing or at least conflicted sides. It was more like the Jews versus the Gentiles, or vice versa, rather than the Jews and the Gentiles. This church in Rome, or rather these little churches in Rome, were likely already somewhat segregated. Remember the story. The Emperor Claudius had expelled all Jews from the city several years before, and with the rise of Nero, many of the Jews were making their way back. A number of them belonged to the church before the exile, and now they were coming back into those same churches, which had now become largely Gentile in their makeup. They would have felt displaced like they were coming back home but no longer really belonged. It's kind of the same effect when an old-line traditional churches begin to take on the shape of what the old saints derisively call the church of what's happening now. Hymns get replaced by choruses, hymnals get scuttled by screens, and guitars trump pipe organs. Next thing you know, the drummer will be wearing jeans with holes in them. You know what I'm talking about. The Gentiles are taking over. But I digress. Paul now turns the halftime talk into a bit of what back home we call a talking to with the Gentiles. He tells these Gentiles in no uncertain terms they were the newcomers to the team. The Jews were there first by a long shot. The Gentiles have been grafted into the olive branch, which was the Jewish people. Though the Jews had been originally drafted, the Gentiles were now being grafted. I couldn't resist. The Jews were the roots. The Gentiles were the shoots. Do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do, Consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. Next, Paul boldly rebukes these apparently braggadocious Gentiles. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. Then Paul plays the proverbial ace of spades. He 
reminds them who owns the game and all the game pieces. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. It's halftime. Coaches never give game balls at halftime. This is a long game. This game belongs to God. And the name of the game is mercy. The prayer. Abba Father, we thank you that you are kind. We thank you that you are mercy. We thank you for you are patient. We thank you for you are love. We thank you for you are Jesus. And we thank you for you are the Holy Spirit who brings Jesus into us and us into you. We confess our tendency can be arrogance rather than trembling. Come, Holy Spirit, and bring us back into the vision of your kindness that leads us to repentance. Bring us back into the vision of your mercy that leads us to humility. Bring us into the fullness of Jesus, who fills everything in every way for the glory of it all. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. And the question, are you grasping all of the insider-outsider dynamics at play in this letter and in these churches and all of the pride and prejudice floating around? Do you see how arrogance and entitlement creeps in so easily? How do you see these dirty dynamics at play in your community? And for our hymn today, let's I'm drawn to two choruses that both stem, I believe, from the late 1980s. I know they're ancient. <laughs> the first one follows a call and response kind of echo format. Let's sing them as a medley, and I'll print the words below in the email. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And you echo there. And he will lift you up higher and higher. And he will lift you up. Sing that again. You, you echo. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up higher and higher, and he 
will lift you up. And our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Amen. Well, I've got a P.S. today. I want to call out to you. Now's the time. I want to invite you to join me, to join the Seedbed Farm team, and to join thousands from the Awakening Fellowship. Jesus is growing all over the country and the world. I want you to join us for the New Room Conference this fall. It's going to be a special one for at least two reasons. Number one, it's our 10th New Room Conference. And number two, we will be resourcing from the wells of the incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Asbury University this past winter. So much to share and engage in around that. Now, if you've never been, this is the one to start with. And if you've been before, this is not one to miss. We're going to be in the Woodlands, Texas this year. Great place. The Woodlands Methodist Church is going to host us. It's going to be our greatest conference ever, I'm convinced. And I'm telling you now because we're coming up to a price increase. We've been able to hold this price to under $300 for all these years. And right now, and up until Friday, July the 8th, tickets are going to be $279 for individuals and $249 a piece for groups of five or more. Those rates are going to go up on July the 8th. So go over to newroomconference.com and get your tickets today. And we do expect the conference to sell out. So, gang, this is this. Some people call it the unconference. Somebody wrote in one of the times they said this is this is all God and no glitz. And uh, we're so excited about the the folks that are coming to help us lead this year and to teach. Just take the risk and come. Life is short, and this is one of those opportunities that, gosh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Well, that's a wrap for today. I will uh, let you pull your things together, get your seeds on board, and head out for the streets and the fields of awakening today. I'll be looking for you out there. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.